Welcome to the laboratory of Jean-Paul Gasset. You'll witness before you a phenomenon like no other, a man of the sea, Seaman. This legendary creature will be dependent on you for its life's blood. You have no idea what Seaman is or how it evolves. This is something you must find out for yourself. My name is Leonard Nimoy, and I will be your guide. Each time you visit this laboratory, I'll be here to offer advice and guidance. If you tire of my voice, you may press the start button to skip at any time. Oh well. Hello. there welcome to how did this get played the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time i'm nick weiger alongside heather ann campbell hey nick how are you doing i'm heather ann campbell i'm here with matt apodaca it's me i'm here this was pleasant that was nice that was nice that was nice i felt i feel like i've spent the the week talking uh, to a friend, so I'm. This was. Mm. The, I feel. I, I'm and a little bit a more comfortable. Foreign experience for you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nick's shaking. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It, it. This is. It's interesting to have human conversation versus the conversations that you have with the title character of the game we played for this week, which is, of course, Seaman. First release for the Sega Dreamcast in Japan in 1999, North America in 2000. A simulation game, what Will Wright referred to as a software toy, where it's just kind of like there isn't a, a discrete goal. It's just sort of a thing that exists. You, you tend an aquarium. You raise a fish-like creature who has the head of a man and can speak to you. Uh, you can have conversations with them via the, the Dreamcast microphone attachment as they grow through the def the various uh, stages of, I guess, evolution, right? It kind of evolves over time. Yeah, he, at first it's a little egg. Yes. And then it pops into a, a bunch of little eggs. Then it impregnates a, um, like a horseshoe crab, like no, like a hermit crab. Yeah. Uh, bursts out from inside that hermit crab, killing it, and forms multiple babies who then kill each other. And grow into one or two sea men. It's very nightmarish. It's like from a Junji Ito manga. It's just, it's very, very. <laughs> Look at you. Very morose. I just, I just read one. <laughs> <laughs> and to help us discuss this game, actor, comedian, host of the podcast, High and Mighty, Raised by TV, and one of my personal favorites, Action Boys, John Gabrus is here. Hi, Gabrus. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you for having me. Hi, Gabrus. Hi. I, I I love that the game that I'm the guest on is a game about like social skills. It's like, <laughs> we need to bring in someone who's been to a party, <laughs> <laughs> who's not only been invited but accepted. Can you tell the seaman that we're cool? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gabrus, before we get into, before we discuss more about Seaman, I'm curious about you as a, as a, just as a gamer in general. I know you're someone who plays games. Did you game a lot growing up? Yeah, I played way more as a child than I do now. Got it. I still play uh, several hours a week, but I used to play like every single day after school and then all weekend days. Like summers were just either we were at the beach or playing uh, Nintendo in the basement or Super Nintendo in the basement or PlayStation right. in the basement. Mm. Yeah. And what, the several hours a week, what are you playing now? 
right now I'm playing, um, what the hell is it called? Uh, I sound great. Uh, <laughs> it's Dota, uh, Dota Legends something. Oh, you were playing? It's the Steam game. It's uh, right. d- It's like the Dota Underlings game. I forget what it's called. Is this a MOBA? Is this like the, the Heroes of the Storm you were no, playing for it's a while? No, like, it's sort of a, a Dota Underlords is okay. what it's called. Yeah, please. Uh, I fucked that up. Uh, at least gamers are like forgiving people if you're not <laughs> oh, smart. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about <laughs> If you don't get the details. The, exactly. You don't be precise. Um, oh, this is the Auto Chess one. This is, I've heard yes, about this. Yes. I haven't I haven't played, I don't quite understand what Auto Chess is, but. It's really, it's kind of fun. You just, yeah. It's sort of like a set it and forget it. Uh, it's like Magic the Gathering where you like build your deck, but your deck is players, like is creatures or characters instead of cards. And then you just sort of like in one round and there's like eight people playing against each other at any time. And then like you're going taking head to head battles and you're like, shit, this guy smokes me. Like this guy smoked me. Now I hopefully I win the next one because you get money and then you could do upgrades and shit. It's really fun. Got it. And the set it and forget it thing of like, because the thing about Heroes of the Storm, my old addiction, I, w- I would get like, P- like PTSD. I know like stolen valor or whatever, but I would like be done. I'd be done playing and I'd be like, <laughs> cause yeah. it's like such a twitchy fat, like clicking and moving and paying attention is important. Yeah. And I like to, um, use performance enhancing drugs when I'm playing video games. So right. like those games where you have to pay a lot of attention are not ideal for me. I pretty much gave up on most multiplayers. Ah, wow. But you were, but here's the storm is a multiplayer. So you'd be basically that's that, that and Dota legends are basically. Yeah, it, right? exactly. Yeah. I like, I love role playing games. I love first person shooters, but I only do campaigns. Do you know what your transition into Dota was like if I played Final Fantasy Online it was because I first played Dragon Quest then I played Final Fantasy games then I played Final Fantasy Online and then I was just like fucked like what was your path I think uh we'll go b- before Underlords will be Heroes of the Storm and I got to Heroes of the Storm via Blizzard which I'm just sort of right. like a fanboy okay. of because okay. like I played all like those were the games uh, once I went to PC off of console I played like college was Age of Empires and uh, AOE two, Conqueror's Edition, and then nonstop um, Blizzard games. Just switching whatever the newest one was. Like junior year, Diablo came out. A se- yeah. My senior, my junior senior year, Diablo two, I think it was, yeah. came out from uh, my computer for the PC, and I was like, "Fuck!" I had like, <laughs> I was so pumped. My senior year, I and I was dating my now wife then, and she would be like, "Oh, uh, I have to work tonight at the restaurant until eleven. Are you gonna go out with your friends?" I'm like, "No, I'll wait for you to hang out." <laughs> I'd be like, just like playing video games, like living my best life. I'm like, I have to play video games until I have sex. <laughs> it was like the most ideal lifestyle. I just play Diablo. My friend, my roommates would be like getting ready, partying, going to the gym. And I would just be like, click, 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 click. And uh, so then I just continued with those. And uh, then there was like a year of my life in Brooklyn where I got a vaporizer and Skyrim in the same week. And oh, it was man. A, it was a wonderful, wow. wonderful six month experience. <laughs> I would come to bed at three in the morning and my wife would be like, Oh, was, and I'll be like, sorry, I was making gloves. <laughs> <laughs> My glove making is through the roof now. <laughs> can we can we talk about because I know we you and I have discussed Diablo two before and I and I and Diablo three, which I know you've also played. But I the Diablo two, which actually which coincidentally came out I think the for the same year as Seaman. Uh so <laughs> to to to, to timestamp it roughly, but what what was your what was your main like what classes were you playing back then? I put a lot of hours into it. Yeah, I put a lot of hours into it and I'll use this opportunity to talk I have like a role playing game issue Um, and I think if I if you guys were therapists you could unpack and see how this makes sense in my real life I 
get to like mid levels, like twenties and thirties. And then I'm like, fuck, is a barbarian actually the right move? Mm, right. Like, should I be a paladin <laughs> instead? And then I'll fucking start over as a paladin and like power through and then get to like level 30 and be like, man, the sorcerer seems like the right <laughs> move. And I'll do that. And then I'll eventually have like all five. And I'm like, okay, I have to just pick one. And cause like that game rewards like right. perfection, like slowly perfecting your character. Um, I never knew if this was, this was bullshit or not, but what I heard when I was working in game development was someone told me like 80%. I heard this a few times that like 80% of development is spent on the first third of the game and the last 10%. So it could also be that like, you were just you're just enjoying the most fun or the the most tweaked part, uh, the most refined part of gameplay. Right, because it does get repetitive. Diablo, yeah. especially, it's just like you know, it's yeah, it's literally like plug and play of like these monsters move the same way, but they're green. These yeah, monsters sure. move the same way, but they're blue or whatever. Yeah, a bunch of them are reskin. Yeah, I I know the feeling though because I've done that same thing in RPGs. Like I've just restarted just to like try to get the perfect. Because also Diablo two, you've got that skill tree, and once you put a point in, you can't respec. You're, right, you're locked in and forever. You're like, Fuck, I should have done like sword and shield like that. Exactly, I, I should went bulwark or whatever. Yeah, um, the. Uh, and I think that parallels in my real life as I am very inspired creatively all the time to put 10% of effort into something and then be like, <laughs> I don't know if this has the juice. I right. don't like, I can't, I can't maintain inspiration. Yeah. You have the first five pages of like 30 pilots. Exactly. 100. I have outlines of like four movies. Right. I'm like, I don't know which one. I'm. And then like, I have like 11 page final draft documents all over the place. And so I can't maintain uh, creativity. I can't maintain RPG characters and I can't maintain erections. <laughs> Seaman <laughs> might be able to help you. <laughs> now that would be ironic. <laughs> um, so talk about because you mentioned your vaporizer. I know you are a man who in, who enjoys your marijuana. H how much gaming do you do while high? I mean, it, that's pretty much how you game now. It's pretty much how you play video games, more or less. Unless I'm like playing like for an hour in the morning before I have something else to do. Right. Like to, like my wife's left for work and I'm like, oh, I don't have to be somewhere till two. I won't get high for that gaming session, but like I, it actually kind of goes the other way too. Sometimes I get high and then I'm like, I kind of want to just play video games right now. And then that, I, it, it starts it off, but I need like, I, I'm, I'm a, like for a guy who loves playing video games, I'm very monogamous. I play like one game at a time. Got That's it. like the only thing. Cause right. Like I've, I like bump back and forth between console and PC, like, uh, or steam more or less uh, yeah because i play it on a mac but like uh i'll play a game like that like i'll play darkest dungeon for like 50 hours oh on man like, that game fucking rules <laughs> did you finish it no i got so because you get so it, it, like because of the permadeath and you it gets so fucking the the difficulty the scales, stakes get so high i'm just too. like fuck i can't deal with the actual darkest dungeon i gotta <laughs> fucking bail and it gets like a little scary because you're like fuck scary. i just maybe i should get this treasure but i'm about to lose my fucking poisoner or my yeah. alchemist yeah, yeah. It's, that, so I like that game. I put in uh, Dead Cells. I put a bunch of hours in, but then I like once I once I like get really far in it or burn out on it or need like like here's the storm. I got to a point where I was like. I need to break up with you. <laughs> like I'm a serial monogamous. Like I think I had yeah. a toxic relationship with Heroes of the Storm. If I'm going to keep the relationship parallels going, I was like, okay, you actually are because I I would find myself, despite being stoned, when I would like die a bullshit death when I got like ganked randomly, but I'd be like, fuck, and like smashing my desk, and wow. I'd be like, I can't be like this in my in my life. <laughs> 
I'm like, I don't get this mad in any other situation, which means this is bad for me. Yeah. I once got so mad. This, I think the maddest I ever got at a game. I mentioned my my guitar hero 99% on on expert difficulty or whatever the hardest difficulty level is called a uh, death. But I I uh, got super mad at the the first Legend of Zelda for NES on the mummy. There's a dungeon with mummies. No, it's a dungeons with the what are the fucking knights called? I don't know. Dark nuts. I think they're called yeah. dark nuts. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the, it's yeah. It sounds like a. It sounds like a, a an off brand candy bar. But yeah, the, the name of. I think the name sounds of those, like a Pornhub search dark term. Nuts. Yeah, dark nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this dark nuts compilation. Uh, so yeah. So I was. Uh, so like there's this dungeon with all of them and I, I just fucking died I got I was trying and I fucking died so many times that I just took the Nintendo cartridge out and I very delicately took it and then just walked over to the trash <laughs> and then I put it in the ca- the trash in the kitchen and like my dad saw me he's like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> so it was like a $60 game right? remember Nintendo it's funny that video games have always just been $60 they've been the same pr- the price <laughs> yeah. has been flat it's not really adjusted for inflation right it's not adjusted for inflation and the games are getting way more time put right. into them and I don't understand yeah and I like a like a full price game in 1986 was the equivalent of like four hundred dollars. Your your dad's entire paycheck would yeah, like go yeah. towards one game for a shitty. Kid. It would be like Christmas would be like oh we got two games because we would each ask for one. We'd make sure to be like okay so we need to like get the family together me and my brother and decide right. which mm-hmm. games. Uh, off the most frustrate uh, meanest I've ever angriest I've ever seen someone. Uh, a buddy of mine in high school um, we got. He was the rich kid and he had like all the systems and he got Killer Instinct 64 for his Nintendo 64 and he's like, we used to just go over there and play GoldenEye and WCW NWO all day long. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that was like our favorite fucking game. And Heroes of Might and Magic on uh, a turn-based group game where we'd be like, all right, Sanford, you go in the room and your turn, and then you'd go in and be your turn, and then you'd come out and tag someone, and we right. just like we would be like watching a movie, drinking beer in one room, and then playing Heroes of Might and Magic one one turn at a time. That's all awesome. That's for, awesome. It was such a fucking cool experience. Oh, but this I guy- can't imagine having had a friend in college who was also interested in Heroes. <laughs> This was high school for me. This was high school. It was awesome. In wow. college, everyone on my floor played Age of Empires too. Oh wow! Thank God. And I didn't know anything because uh, I'll jump back to the angry thing in a second. Yes, please. I went to college. My freshman year was two thousand. Was like no, I didn't. I had a. Uh, I didn't even have 56K at home. And then I went to college and I went from like 48.8 or whatever to right. fucking uh, T1, like, you know, with LAN, with everything in a college internet. And my whole game changed. I was like, I would be playing these fucking bullshit, like multiplayer games and it would be like getting frozen out. Now I have like a college internet and my mom right. bought me a new computer. I fucking went apeshit. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like the best internet I had in my life was like, 20 years ago living in a dorm. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had it. No. I'm ostensibly wealthy and I can't have good internet. Yeah. In my house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. Uh, but what was it uh, your, your, anger, uh, game anger story? Oh, I, and uh, one of my other friends, uh, my friend JP, who is the most sort of like focused and spectrum of our friends in games, like, mm-hmm. he breaks Diablo by like just all he cares about is like keep getting his DPS up and he's like, right. I, I, I'm seeking this suit to do it, whatever. He beats my friend, the rich kid whose game it is, uh, ten times in a row. We got over, we came all to sleep over to watch and play, and it's like seven p.m. and my friend beats him ten times in a row, and he just goes outside. He's like a spoiled rich kid, goes outside with a hammer and just smashes the cartridge while looking wow. at us. And the other three of us are like, and this is like in hindsight pretty fucked up. We're like poor kids, and yeah. we're like, no, this 
this was our only chance to play that game. Like, like I played. So if anyone ever asked me, have you played Killer Instinct 64? I could say for a half hour. Once. <laughs> Well, uh, let's move on to C-Man, <laughs> uh, which was uh, released in 99. I, I mentioned what years it was released. It was ported to the PS2, I think, in Japan only, and also had a Japan-only sequel, de- developed by the Japanese company Vivarium. Uh, designer, producer, Yute Saito, this sort of enigmatic figure who also was responsible for Yute Tower, Sim Tower, and I, Heather, I, or, or Matt, or, or any, or Gabriel, I don't know if anyone remembers oh, this weird GameCube pinball strategy game called Odama. It was weird as hell. No. It sounds fun it. though cuz I used to love like the pinball strategy games right. on my phone. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was sort of a this weird ass uh this weird ass hybrid game that Michelle Odama? What are you searching? <laughs> <laughs> Why did it autocomplete to Michelle Odama tank top? <laughs> man, uh, your computer is weird, yeah, man. My, yeah, my computer's broken, I think. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that's one of his. I think that's his most recent game. Oh yeah, um, two thousand and six. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, and or his most recent full game. It's a um, tactical strategy pinball game. Yeah, so it just combines those two different elements. I feel it's, like this dude had too many ideas for everybody in the room. Yeah, there's there's just there's a lot going on in all of his games. <laughs> yeah, this this guy is like um, you know like Luis Buñuel of video <laughs> games. It's like all right, cool man. That seems like you put a lot of effort into it, but I think the way people like to play games is different than what you yeah, think. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, but this game was not Odama, but but Seaman uh, was was a huge hit in Japan, at least. It was the third, uh, uh, from what I read, the third best-selling Japanese Dreamcast game of all time. Wow. So it was wow. Like a, a massive hit overseas. So the first two must have been, what, uh, Marvel, Capcom, and Shenmue, is my guess? Dance Dance? I would, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in, in, in Japan, it, oh, Shenmue's a good guess. Yeah, Shenmue's a good guess. I mean, it could can be you, just Sonic you, Adventure 1. Sometimes oh, launch shit, titles right. are just huge. Can you pull it up, Matt? I want to know. I, I need to know what the best-selling games on the Dreamcast in Japan were. Okay, look. There we go. Okay. Seaman, uh, 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 Sonic Adventure, Biohazard Code Veronica, what they call a Resident Evil in Japan, Sega Rally 2, Shenmue. These all track. But Virtua Seaman's Fighter, number uh, one on this list. Yeah, but that's that's through 2001, and then I think it, it, after that's that's from that point in the, the Dreamcast lifespan. Holy yeah, because I imagine Virtue Fighter has uh, a longer tail. Yeah, some of those some of those games overtook it. I House think, of over the time. Dead too. Oh. Fucking Seaman, Sonic Adventure. These are Resident all the arc- Evil. I played all these on the arcade, the Sega arcade games. You played Seaman in the arcade? Buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. My, I play, uh, some guy asked me if I wanted to play Seaman in the arcade. And I, but the game, the console was in his car, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> I fed this like little human-headed fish thing a bunch of pellets. <laughs> uh, so the other, just for context, because I know I know people are people like to hear this. The other games of 2000 this year that this released in the states. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, Majora's Mask, Final Fantasy 9, Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind Radio, depending on what territory you live in. Uh, Gabrus, were you aware of Seaman before we asked you to come on this episode? No, not at all. Honestly. Did uh, you have a Dreamcast? I did not have a Dreamcast. I was a Super Nintendo. We were only allowed one console and we right. were Super Nintendo. Mm. Uh, we stayed in the Nintendo family and jumped to 
PlayStation instead of N64. Right, okay. And I can't remember why. Maybe because it came out before N64. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. And we were like due for a Christmas upgrade, so we went PlayStation. Had a lot more games too, PlayStation. And then also I think was the games were cheaper, which was huge. Yep. I think um, there was like a vibe that PlayStation was going to be for like the older kids. It was too. cooler, yeah. A lot of yeah. their marketing was about how cool the system was versus Nintendo was still about like Mario 64 and Banjo-Kazooie. That's how everyone attacks Nintendo. Yeah. I read that book, Console Wars, and they're like, it's like about Sega competing with Nintendo and it's like we're not your mother's video game system it's like all like it's like the beginning of like the foundation of Mountain Dew and shit <laughs> you can draw a direct line from uh, Sega does what Nintendo don't to gamer fuel <laughs> yeah. uh, so so the the Seaman uh, and Heather did you play this game when it was out because I played it very briefly at a kiosk maybe for like a half hour because I remember I, I kind of got sucked into it and just like talking at Seaman, but I didn't actually own it. When I, it had, at, at I had time. a Dreamcast, and the the Dreamcast that we used for this was my Dreamcast. Oh my, wow! My 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 Dreamcast from Dreamcast days. Uh, I never played Seaman, and even after you could burn your own copies of games, like even after the Dreamcast was cracked, I never played Seaman. Yeah, I had no interest. It's just he's real ugly. He looks like <laughs> shit, uh, and and he's also like. I, he's got this. He's got this look that's not particularly appealing, which I think is clearly a choice. And then he's also got this attitude, which is very sardonic, which is like you know, it's off-putting. Again, again, it's an artistic choice, but you know, it's it's a it's a lot to take for someone you have to interact with for hours. Yeah, I like. It's one of those games that makes you say like, "Who is this for?" Right. Like, who is enjoying this? And then you find out Japan, yeah. <laughs> like, an entire right. country. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested in a game that captures what it feels like to have dinner with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I so, feel like I feel like a lot of the virtual pet thing that took off in Japan was just because of like real estate, like your physical amount oh, sure. of space that you couldn't have a pet in your apartment. Oh, right, right. And so like having Seaman would be like, oh, not only do I have fish, but I can talk to the fish and they'll ask me questions. Yeah. I don't, I really know. I don't, I'm why? Well, but like, I think, and- I might I might be out on a limb here. We might need to edit this out for uh, woke purposes. But like, <laughs> I feel like Japan has always been on the forefront of like interacting with a non-human being. Like, you know, like they're like the first to have AI, the first to have like you know a right. game uh, like a machine where you don't engage with a person and like food comes out of it. You know, shit. Yeah. I feel like they're yeah. like very into the automation of it. And I could see how this is like this is better than having a pet. You could <laughs> like, see, right. man, how people would play sea. <laughs> it's the sea. Man, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so the so the game begins, and you aren't given much context for how to actually play the game. This is really one. It's it's a thing that Heather and I, you and I, think of experience in Madden as well as we've been going mm -hmm. back and playing these older games. Like, oh yeah, a lot of these games don't have any sort of tutorial. You yeah. have to actually read the manual to know what to do at all. And this manual was dense. It's very dense and filled with lore. Here's here's the start of the manual. I just have the screen cap of of this beginning. Full of lore. <laughs> it's it is. It starts with the history of Seaman, and it's just like it's like two dense pages of like the man who made the original discovery of Seaman was a French scientist by the name of Doctor Jean Paul Gasset. Doctor Gasset was a member of a special team of French biologists dispatched to Egypt by the French government in the 1930s goes on and on like this just like world building and then directs you to this website uh, www.meetseaman.com which is no longer active but at some point just had had more about it uh, and then and then it talks it tells you about the controls but basically the 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 
the thrust of the game is maintaining the temperature and oxygen levels in the tank and feeding Seaman, who is your pet. That's basically the gameplay. And then, and then you talk to him. It's just, yeah. it's really just a virtual pet. What yeah. were the other talking games that Dreamcast made this microphone as for? As far as I know, nothing. I don't, there's, there's basically nothing that used the, the Dreamcast microphone. Wait, is that, is that real? I feel like there was one other or two other talking games. Because this predates multiplayer, right? Like you wouldn't be able to, like, yes. to talk to people. It I, wasn't for that Abadaka just looked Dreamcast. He looked up Dreamcast talking games, <laughs> not Dreamcast microphone games. <laughs> yeah, you think uh, you talk to. <laughs> um, Abadaka might need to take a Google class. <laughs> <laughs> well, I go to Yahoo first and I Yahoo Google. <laughs> Dreamcast microphone. Here we go. It's Seaman, Alien Front Online, and, and Dreamcast Karaoke. Yeah, no. Oh, online. See, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. You could like scream racial epithets. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. There's more. Uh, Battle Battle Beaster, Christmas Seaman, <laughs> uh, Dream Key Version 2.0, Dream Passport. Holy shit, what? Heather, by the way, you have insane eyesight. Yeah, I don't know how you're seeing it. You're reading that 8-point font from 40 I'm, feet away. I'm closer, and I'm like, where is she even seeing that? It could say, like, Ipsum Lorem shit for all I know. I have no idea. So, yeah, but it was an underutilized feature of the system. Uh, I, the, another thing this game does, which is fairly unique for games of the time, it uses the Dreamcast internal clock. So if you actually are playing the game in real time, it takes about apparently about five weeks to get through all of it. Like it, it like that much time has to pass in order for Seaman to gestate and grow into an adult and then eventually, you know, reproduce but on his own. And we escape cheated. The cage. But we cheated and you can cheat. This is a known, th- known sort of a, a thing you can do by manually advancing the systems clock. You just reset, soft reset and, and advance it a day and then you can kind of speed through it a little bit. And this is because Seaman tells you when your gaming session is over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is like I was saying to Heather before, like, this is the exact opposite that games are programmed to do now. Right. Now everything everything is programmed to keep you on the thing. And now this game is literally saying, okay, thank you. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> yeah. See you tomorrow unless you know how to soft reset your Dreamcast and change the internal clock. Right. <laughs> Heather. <laughs> this, uh, the modern version of Seaman, it would be like an app game and then it would be, it would, like Seaman would be say you were done, but then you could buy tokens it to would be freemium, advance the next yeah. day. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we, uh, should, at this point, maybe should we bring, bring Seaman in? Should yeah. we bring Seaman into the discussion? Yeah, let's we do can that. Bring, just, we can bring Seaman into the conversation. And this is the sound of Seaman's tank playing on a Dreamcast right here in the room. So we've got a we've got a TV set up and we've got the audio piped into our headsets. And uh, so I have another question for you. Oh wow! And it's a serious one, so no fooling around. Wow, he's going right for it. Do you like yourself? Jesus Holy shit! shit. <laughs> Holy shit! This was not. This isn't planned. You no, can't this plan. isn't. Yeah, this no. isn't scripted. Yes. You do like yourself. No. (laughs) I thought you just said you liked yourself. You're not making any sense. Do you like yourself or not? Not really. You do like yourself? No. Don't make me pull this tank over. It seems like, oh, I don't know what. You miffed him. Yeah. So basically what we're looking at here, and this is this is what most of the gameplay space is, is it, it's you've you've pretty much got a black void that's that a, a a an aquarium later a terrarium sits inside, and then one or more seamen 
uh, occupy it. It's usually two at a time. And the sea man itself is, a, as I mentioned up it's top. It's like a reverse mermaid, but head only. It's like a, it's a head only reverse mermaid. Yeah. No, no, it's not a reverse mermaid. It's a full mermaid, it's a, but it's a head only mermaid. A head yeah. only mermaid is yeah. a good way to describe it. It's also got this bizarre like brain tendril coming out of the top of its skull. Which it both poops out of and then uses to drain the blood of other seamen. So when they're kids, yeah. they attach to one another and kill each other with their head tube. It's a hybrid like cloaca slash mosquito <laughs> needle. It's like, it's really fucked up too. Some of the stuff that happens is so grim. Yeah. Watch, I, watching it mate is really disturbing. I will say, I, I was playing with Heather for a little while before. Heather was playing in front of me, I should say. I'm yeah. a voyeur. And uh, <laughs> it, I did at times feel fully, truly voyeuristic because Seaman started asking Heather like personal questions. <laughs> he really did. And shit that. that I like, as long as I've known Heather, I, I would like not ask her if we ran into each other. It's like, do you have have a girlfriend. <laughs> Do you want a family? I'm like, yikes, man. <laughs> See, and then I see Heather's face like looking around the room like, I guess I got to answer in front of these, me and Apodaca. <laughs> the, the craziest thing was when it asked me, like, it was like, are you, do you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? I'm like, I have a girlfriend. And then it was like, oh, wow, it must be hard being a marginalized or a minority within a marginalized group. I really feel for you. Which, which was blew, everybody was in the room like intense. fucking screamed. It was yeah. the craziest thing. Yeah, it was thing. wild, and it was so 2019 and right. not at all 2001. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it did. It did say something that was weird. Like yeah. right after, it followed right up with uh, with uh, if you are smooching, I won't watch unless you want me to or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had uh, I had realized at that moment that I sort of line up exactly with C Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, look, I'm woke. Everyone be whatever you want, but uh, it's pretty fucking hot. <laughs> Let's be real, boys. <laughs> so before you get you get to this point where he's asking you intense personal questions, uh, the, the 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 first gameplay phase. Heather mentioned you you set this up earlier. You deposit a bunch of eggs in the tank. They evolve into these mushroomers. They call there's that nautilus creature that eats them. They burst out of his chest cavity. He dies horribly, and that six gillmen uh, hatch out of the Nautilus's corpse. The first phase the Gilmen are in um, is they're like babies. They're like they've got like baby faces on smaller fish bodies, <laughs> yeah. and it's really disturbing. I mean, it can't, I can't even imagine. It has to be more upsetting than what the current footage is, and this is upsetting. Do yeah. you have any? Do you have any clips of what the babies sound like, Abadaka? I do actually. Yeah, here we go. Play, play, play. Fish. So. When I watched some gameplay footage this mm -hmm. afternoon, I was like, oh, I'll get super high and watch some of this gameplay footage, Get right. come up with some jokes for the podcast. <laughs> I put it on, and I, the first thing is that fucking monster blowing up and yes. like shut shit crawling out of its stomach. It was like very Cronenberg-esque, and I was like, the fuck am I watching? <laughs> and I'm like instantly bored. I'm like 40 seconds in, so I'm like yeah. jumping around, and I, I'm just like, oh, I can't even play with this right now. So I just like open up another screen on my computer, and I guess I didn't close out of YouTube. And then the baby started talking. I was like, ah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this game? Are you supposed to leave it on all day? And then you, because like, if he says go away, he doesn't like. You can just leave it on and you can just kind of have him hang out. If you like to have just like the sort of virtual fish tank on your TV, I think you can do that. But uh, it like it kind it keeps going. The events keep progressing uh, if you're away from the game. I should I should I should let you guys know that I named them after you. Yes. So uh, so if I call Nick Weiger, 
Hello. Wow. <laughs> That's me, all right. <laughs> Half listening, res- responding in a monotone. Yeah, I was going to say watching Weiger even play this a little earlier. <laughs> it's like exactly like just talking to him. He's like, hello, Seaman. <laughs> Hi, Seaman. Are you feeling good today? <laughs> Felt like what Nick practices on a puppet at home. Yeah. <laughs> he worked it out with me before he talked to the Seaman. Yeah. <laughs> should we skip it forward a day? What should we do? Yeah, let's skip it. Let's skip this forward a, a day as we keep talking about. It. So the yeah, the stage most people will remember will be the Gilman. Would you like to save and end the session? That voice sounds familiar. That's, That's Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy, and we should t- actually we should talk a little bit about that. So Leonard Nimoy is the, the singer narrator of Bilbo of the Baggins. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Is his most known credit after this. Uh, Leonard Nimoy narrates this game, and he gives you at the start of each day. He gives you a little bit of guidance, um, and uh, do you, and he also will scold you depending on how you're behaving. Matt, do we have any any Nimoy ch- clips we can set up? Why don't we just reset this, and he'll talk at the beginning? Okay, great. Yeah, great. So hold on, let me. So I watched Heather do this a few times. She was jumping the day forward. So like she engaged hard with the seaman. And then when the seaman would be like, all right, I'm done for the day. Heather would be like, you just think so. And then she would time travel to the next day and then start grilling the seaman. <laughs> you start to imagine what that dude's life is like. And you're like the poor seaman. And yeah, then you start thinking, poor Heather. <laughs> She's like in charge of like rushing a being through its life and berating it. The, the, truth, the truth is Nick and I started one last week. We and did. I was maintaining him every day and we played for about four hours in Heather's apartment this morning that seaman died yeah so I had to rush through oh here we go suicide by police right welcome to the laboratory (laughs) of Jean-Paul Gasset (laughs) greetings and welcome back you're doing a good job you at the moment the habitat contains two gillmen they are suffering from the cold Please use the heater to raise the temperature to a more comfortable level. You have to listen to all this. So let us head over to the because tank. Because he, sometimes he'll give you a tip. Yes. So you have to sit through that oh, lethargic what, like, monologue. What's an example of a tip? Like, feed them a moth today. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. say one, because this came up, and we play, we'd played it for about a half hour by this point, uh, and we'd been screaming at Seaman to no response. <laughs> And uh, Leonard Nimoy goes, uh, when we're starting up one day after we advance the clock, like, remember, press the A button to talk to C-Man. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we didn't read the manual. Uh, yeah, but it, it's so, so, like, the computer picked up that, like, uh, they just played one whole time and didn't engage at all at C-Man. <laughs> we got to tell them how this game My goes. Fins are frozen. Do something. So now I'm gonna. This is this. There's like three or four sound effects in the entire game. This is one of them, which is turning on the heater. Yes. Sounds absolutely authentic. Yay! So uh, in the conceit that this is a lab, this is you heat it up and then you go home for the night <laughs> yeah, and yeah. slowly freeze to death. And yeah. then when you get in, you're like, oh, good thing I gotta turn the heater back on because it goes down to nine. No units, but if it goes down to nine. You need to get it back up to a hundred. <laughs> yeah, if it goes down cold enough, they can freeze to death. If you don't feed them for long enough, they can. And also the the oxi- the tank can get very dirty if you don't have oxygen. Why in don't it. you feed me? So I'll feed a seaman. This this episode is a different flavor than our I'm other episodes. Now, hey, thanks for the food. 
Also, I didn't realize until he was in our headphones that he's super stereo. I'm hungry now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he is. Great. Very much lives in whatever channel on what side of the tank he's on. Uh, Heather, can, can we talk a little bit about other things you 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 ta- you discussed with Seaman? I one one thing I remember you and I uh, when we were playing with him as a baby. Uh, he was saying like, play, baby, play, play, play. He likes to say play, play, play a lot. But there's a point. So you can use a hand icon and you can tickle them. You can flick them. You can pick them up out of the tank. There's a point I was tickling one of the babies and he said, bad touch, bad touch. Oh, no. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That's it, awesome. No matter what I, no matter what I did, he didn't say that. That was only when Nick's fucking around with the semen. <laughs> That's because like Nick's like interfacing through the controller by accident. I will say that Nick's Nick was very aggressive. Like he'd bring the mic right up next to his mouth and be like, "See man, see man." Yeah, I, I did. Uh, it feels like you're visiting like an elderly relative at a right. home when you play this game. Right. Like you're like, okay, I turn the heat back on. Here's a food pellet. I shouted at you for five minutes. <laughs> now I'm gonna leave and hope you don't die. <laughs> so uh, you can also, but but Heather, there was a. There's a point you because the, the 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 Dreamcast internal clock is currently at September 3rd. Yeah. Um, and the Dreamcast came out in the ni- in 99, 2000. There's yes. a point you told Seaman about something. Yeah, I did. In fact, I haven't told this Seaman about it. We could do it live. Oh wow. Okay. We could we could, we could see what 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 his thoughts are. Interesting. Um, let's I, let's try let's that try and right. let's see what happens. So I'll continue. Go up. We'll select a Seaman. Can't you give me a little more oxygen? Oh, let me give him air oh first. <laughs> You're going to need it, buddy. <laughs> now, to give air, you just push a button and they get air. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much that, yeah. Yeah, there we go. All right, you ready? Hey. Hey, Seaman, the World Trade Center was destroyed. <laughs> Do you know about 9-11? No, he's not responding. He seems to be in shock. Yeah. He's when, processing it like a lot of us did. When I when Is I Is anyone out there? Oh, maybe I didn't maybe you didn't hear me. The World Trade Center's been destroyed. Are you trying to break my thing that allows me to hear? Oh, you were too loud. You're too loud. Oh. About time you got here. Oh, well. So, when I when I told him cuz you I think you said Ask Seaman about 9-11. Yeah, I did. So I asked him, hey, do you know about 9-11? And he said, what? And I said, well, the World Trade Centers were destroyed. And he went, I don't care. Oh, my God. Wow. 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 Yeah. I guess that's better than saying he was there. (laughs) (laughs) We out, Seaman. How did this get played? What if Seaman is from the future, mm. and if you ask him about 9-11 in, in 99, he could have helped you stop it? Wow. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah, if you'd, if I'd said, like, do you know about 9-11, and he was like, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> is it still Stay happening? out of lower Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Call Marky Mark. <laughs> Make sure he's on the plane. <laughs> he will do something. <laughs> I would like to point out that all of his references are dated. Oh, now. yes, all of his references are dated. You know, so like he knows who Dr. Dre is, he knows who Eminem is, and Christina Aguilera, and uh, Michael Jackson. Right. Um, but, you know, his- he hasn't seen the HBO doc, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still uh, waiting to hear the official word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he it is like. 
like so that uh, the, that's what I was gonna say is like you because he's curious about dates. He'll ask like about your birthday. Yeah. And then if like you say like like my birthday is August twenty eighth, he'll be like, ah, oh, you share a birthday with Shania Twain and Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> like, he'll just like he'll know some facts about. And he it. knows horoscopes too because he asked Heather a lot of personal relationship questions. Right. Like you're a Scorpio and your partner is a whatever a, t- mm. a Taurus. Yeah, yeah. He was like the two of you are polar opposites, but you should communicate freely with one another and you'll be able to overcome your differences. He's like, he monologued at me about my relate in front of, it was really intense. It wasn't weird until I looked over to Heather and she was crying. (laughs) That's when I was like, that's weird. (laughs) Um, so at, at one point, the the podfish, the the gill man turns into the podfish, uh, which has a which starts to grow legs, and eventually they they mate. And at which point, one of them just says, "I think I'd like to make a baby." And then they fuck <laughs> Avatar style with their like their two little tendrils like joined together. Oh yes! But one of them gets fucked to death. Oh like they God. fuck, and then one of them dies, and then the other one gets pregnant. Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> it's really intense. That the. Uh, that ha- like there's a theme in this game of like murdering your partner or right. murdering another fish in order to to like transcend. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's like only siblings. one can survive. Yeah. It seems to be the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it's very Highlander. Yeah, it's um, like a, <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> Do you feel it, McLeod? <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, it, it is because they reference uh, Nimoy's narration references survival of the fittest. That being like an important principle in nature. So it's kind of like a like a, a big part of it. Um, um, and I like that the final step of evolution is a frog, not a person. It starts right. with the human head. So like a human is not even the highest form of evolution. Maybe a it was f- super disturbing. Like maybe the first version was a little person walking oh, yeah. around. Oh, and it looked like and the Ali like, McBeal oh, baby. Fuck. And it fucked yeah. up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what kind of You said it was just mad because they wouldn't let him show his dick. <laughs> He's saying a frog. <laughs> I'm going to make a pinball game that's an allegory for penises. Um, and so, uh, and so, eventually, the fro- like it so it evolves. Uh, the the podfish, uh, after one of them gets fucked to death, the other one's pregnant. They deposit a bunch of eggs. After that one deposits the eggs, that one also dies. And then those eggs turn into the next phase, which is the tad man, um, which are like tadpole men, but they also talk like adult gill man. So it's like weird. they're like babies, but they talk like adult adults. They're babies, but they're definitely higher form of evolution than yeah. Gilman. Right, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine the flipboard for this pitch? Like, <laughs> like him being like, and after after the frogman dies, then and everyone would be like, they are babies, and he's like, no, <laughs> flip the board. It's like uh, Wayne's World. It's like the gelatinous cube. It's like the pitch is like, what is this fucking game? <laughs> uh, and then the last phase is the frogman, which they come back. They you know as we mentioned. Um, but there's a the ending of this game, which I watched, is it tells you to the, the they tell you they want to escape, and it says, um, "Tell me to jump when I say now," and then you say, "Jump into the microphone," and then the the seaman uh, in its final form, the frogman form, jumps out of the tank and then goes into the wilderness, and then just sort of like ha- there's this little monologue it gives about it's oh I'm on Doctor Gasset's island and I'm free I can like accept my fate or whatever and I've loved spending time with you. It's weird. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it is, it is like kind of like that you're just fucked sort- you up right when when your seaman left the tank. Yeah, <laughs> you were kind of like empty nest. You started like ticking, picking up weird hobbies around the house. <laughs> Poured yourself a chardonnay. <laughs> like, keeping his terrarium exactly. 
the same. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it is like it is crazy though because it is just basically like you're raising a pet and it's through all these these various phases until eventually you like you let it go. But so much of the game is just interacting with this thing where yeah. it's just talking at you very aggressively. Did you have any other? Were there any other interactions you had with Sea Man that stand out in your mind? He asked me about what kind of cake I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, he was like, "Do you like devil's food or angel food cake?" Oh yeah. Uh, like I mean, it, it was just uh, apparently every day he'll just ask you a new set of questions and build this database uh, of who you are. And then those things will sort of interact with one another. I read a, um, like a vocabulary uh, primer. Of like, like all, all the words it knows. All the words that he knows. And he would know like things like, uh, I mean, here we, we we have it up. He'll know like Braveheart, Buffy, Buttercup, Cambodia, right. Cameron Diaz. But then oh, he, but then he also knows like Nazi, <laughs> cock, right. Hitler, Fuck. And then... Oh, yeah, he knows some racial slurs. And he knows racial slurs, none of which I'll... Uh, like, I can't... I'll say them. <laughs> I just can't read it. Zoom in so I can say the slur. <laughs> I, he knows pedophile. Protect me, yeah. Devin. Protect me. <laughs> well, uh, he now knows pedophile. <laughs> he learned it the hard way. <laughs> Good morning, Seaman. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> He knows the phrase straight out of Compton. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pop culture of the era. Yeah. He's first in. And uh, it's fun. Does, if he learns your birthday, if you play for a year, do you think on like the next August 28th date, it would no, no, because mm. if the Seaman dies. Right. So you'd have, I mean, that's not worth finding out, but it's really <laughs> exciting to think about. I wonder. Like, I will not do that, but I really wonder what he says on your birthday. He has to say something. He's, yeah, I would imagine if he survives for an entire year, or if, or if you can I keep I guess it has to be evolving. under a year. Like, you right. could say your birthday, if you started a new one, you could say your birthday's in like eight days. Yeah, mm, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah I so whenever, be. oh, the next time where you're playing, <laughs> so the next time we play C-Man, <laughs> <laughs> when we finally, we're all retired and we can get that house in Maui and play C-Man, together like we've always dreamed <laughs> uh, the one one he I heard I watched him ask you Heather uh, he asked if your parents are in good health yeah he asked which is if pretty my, intense he asked if my dad was still alive and I was like yes and he's like is is he working and I was like no and he's like and then he said check on your dad <laughs> <You're> like, what <laughs> then he gave me like a speech about he's like you know it's good that your father was a breadwinner for such a long time and it's nice that he's taking some time off unless he was a deadbeat and he didn't help at all, in which case I hope that he, like, I think he yeah. said, I yeah, hope he, he gets died. 80, he, yeah. said, no, he says, I hope he gets 80 hours a week of hard labor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I was like listening to that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's like a fucking libertarian. Or right. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of children, I feel like got a, like a really, like, that's just like an intense thing. If you're a certain age to be asked about your parent and to try to process. Do you think there were a lot of children who had Dreamcast and Seaman? <laughs> well, I mean, in Japan, apparently. Well, but yeah, you know, fair point. Fair yeah. point. Um, I also feel like, thank God, this game isn't around. Like now that there's like algorithmic learning of like, oh yeah. If you like, if you have a question about your dad's health, you could also look at organs. <laughs> Anytime, <laughs> you know, like murder scene, right? Anytime they've made like one of those AI intelligences now and just and just been like, uh, uh, hi, I'm Cody. I'm here to meet the internet. And then like within 12 hours, it's just a racist calling <laughs> yeah. calling for the extermination of the Jewish people. <laughs> 
if, I, if this game were made today, though, it would also sell your data to every corporation that would buy yeah. it. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. You'd have like, to, happy like, birthday, Heather. It's us, Claire's Boutique. <laughs> you'd have to agree to a thing that was like very long at the top, right. and then you'd like l- weeks later you'd have like a bunch of ads, oh, like yeah. flyers in your in your mailbox. Oh, it would serve you such specific ads. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's. I, I'm glad it came out when it did. It's it good feels very of its charming. Time. I'm a yeah. Scorpio who's in a relationship with a woman. I'm a woman too. <laughs> And I feed my seaman, you know, like one of those yeah, shirts that just. <laughs> <laughs> I it's am a lesbian Scorpio, and I feed my seaman. <laughs> the art on it is a minion is the Grim Reaper for some reason. <laughs> and it's in Comic Sans. Yeah, yeah. it's like using a, the extrapolation of Nick asking it exclusively about killing himself and minions. You know, there was a there was somebody on line wrote that uh, that there is a programming feature for if you are depressed and suicidal that he will talk to you. Oh, interesting. And I don't know, I mean, it's one of those internet rumors from the early 2000s, so it probably isn't real, but there was, like, apparently a story of, like, somebody who was talked down by Seaman. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Because yeah. Seaman did the, Seaman had the opposite effect on me. I felt my hand going towards my gun the whole time we were playing. He saved one life and ended hundreds of others. Well, let's get to our thoughts on this game. It's time for our review crew. So we're each going to go around and say something positive, one positive thing about Seaman, and then we will give this a numerical decimal rating. My positive thing about Seaman is that I think the <laughs> I think when they localized it, there was there would have been a, a, a some people who would have been like, let's change the title so it doesn't sound like come. But they stuck to Seaman and they were like, we're going to have it be Seaman in the States. And so I admire them for sticking to that. I think the, the game is interesting and of its time. And I'm glad it's exi- it exists, even though it's rather miserable to play from my perspective. For that reason, I'm going to give it a five point one. All right. Uh, Heather, go ahead. Uh, in this last session, when he started like interviewing me about very personal things <laughs> in a room full of people, uh, I, 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 I'll admit that I was suddenly, I was really blown away by how in depth suddenly the game was, right? And that his perspective on a gay woman in 1999 was like so forward thinking. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I felt, I felt something positive. And that doesn't happen ever on this show. <laughs> so I, I mean, like, I, I'm going to say that it was that it was extremely progressive and cool. And if I'd heard that in 1999, I probably would have cried. <laughs> and so, uh, imagine there's maybe some people out there whose parents don't know their sexual orientation, but Seaman does. Yeah, wow. that's like kind of beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> that they were able to tell Seaman yeah. the truth. There was also a weird part where he was like, "Are you alone in your room?" Oh yeah. Oh, and I yeah. was like, uh, "No." And he was like, "Oh, is your significant other there?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "But you're not alone." I was like, "No." He's like, "Never mind." <laughs> I was like, yeah. What the what yeah. was that? He was yeah. going to show you something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just for feeding, sweetheart. <laughs> Whoa. That's the, that's the feature where he comes to life weird science style. <laughs> uh, but so I'm going to give it, I think, like a respectable 6.5. Mm, yeah. Which I think would have been the score I would have given it at the time. Yeah. Like I really, 
this was this was the best experience I've had on this show so far. Uh, uh So this was one of the this is the only game we've done so far that I have had prior experience with. My uncle had a Dreamcast and C Man like, right. when it came out, so I remember being a kid and just being like so. Uh, like confused and like very intrigued by this game because I was just like, oh, like what? This is it? This is the whole thing? And I remember getting my hands on the controller and just saying every cuss I could into the microphone uh, <laughs> and being like, this is tight as hell because uh, uh, my uncle wouldn't tell my mom that I was cussing. Yeah. Uh, but I like called my uncle today and was like we're doing this game and he's like and he had like all these memories of just like yeah i didn't know what this was and it was just like it's such a it's such a unique thing for the time i think i gotta give it a high score too like i this is yeah this is a solid six because it's not wow it's not a bad i don't know if it's a game it's an experience yes. it's a, it is a um it's it, yeah it's it's certainly an experience but it is uh it's very interesting and even you know 19 years later at this point it kind of holds up and is a very interesting this would be cool today, I think, if they like made a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be worse because uh, yeah. it would be predatory and like <laughs> yeah. uh, would take your information or whatever. But it'd be cool to see this technology come back, right? Why? Oh, what's what's your score? Did you? I'd one? say six. Six. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. solid six. Why is my? Because my instinct's the same that it would be worse if they made it today. Yeah, and not because of like the algorithmic learning of language or the selling of your data, but I just have the feeling that it would be like less. Uh, earnest or something? It would be like overwritten and like, yeah. And it would be, it it would be like trying to be something. Right. Yeah. Whereas I credit Seaman for not trying to be anything, <laughs> which is an insane thing to be positive about, but it is kind of what lets you project yourself onto the game and like right. your experiences. How, what's your, what's your take on it? What's your positive in your score? Oh, so my positive thing about this game is that it felt like, someone showed you hey you remember like before it was gore that was cool on the internet when it was like have you seen this weird ass video yeah. where the guys just sing 55 or whatever you know have you ever seen <laughs> this like it, it reminds me of like peanut butter jelly time in that it's like mm. you want to see something fucking weird man and then you just pop it on so I, I love the vibe of a game where it's just trying to be interesting for yeah. like and then I would say it, continuing continuing with the positivity, it feels very like this game could exist now as like an in-browser game that every time you boot up some site, it's like you play with your C-man until he's bored. Right. And it's very cool, the, the, the in, uh, internal calendar. Um, I'm going to give C-man... A, and you know something? C-man is a game, and this I, is a big thing for all the little brothers and little sisters out there, little younger siblings, if we want to get uh, gender uh, neutral here. For all the younger siblings out here, it's a fun game to watch. You don't even have to play it. Oh, that's the true. The playing it versus watching it is almost, the difference yeah. is almost zero. <laughs> yeah. It's almost better to have someone else play it so you don't have to say anything personal about yourself. Right. <laughs> but it is a game you could play like in a group and I think would be a fun game to throw on. Yeah. 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 So uh, I give it a 5-9. Five, 5-9, nine. Five, wow. nine. all right. All right. Good, decent scores all around. It's out of ten, right? I out should have asked. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's out of a million, yeah. but <laughs> it's out of a million. <laughs> but uh, but uh, still, these are good on our, on our scale. Yeah. Uh, but hey, those are our thoughts. And Heather, perhaps we're mistaken. Yeah. Perhaps we're mistaken. <laughs> perhaps you're mistaken. <laughs> it's time for maybe we're wrong. Um, 
we've got some reviews from other sources that uh, that disagree with us. Here's one I'll start off with. This is a Game Facts review by Dude Love Fan. This came out on April 28th, 2003. Seaman, don't let the name fool you. Okay, let's get all the immature humor out of the way before I start this review. Ready? The game title is Seaman. Ooh, the dirty connotation. Are we done? Good. This guy, <laughs> this guy sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry I assumed he was a man. <laughs> uh, no, his name is Dude Love Fan. I think that's, <laughs> yeah. that's safe. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to make sure you weren't going to read this review and snicker every time I say the game's name because believe me, if any of the people I hang out with were reading this, they would be laughing their heads off for the entire review. So what we have here is another unique game by Sega. The premise of this one, raise the seaman and learn about this species while taking while talking to him in the process. While you raise a fish thing in a habitat and learn about it, how can that possibly be fun? It is fun because you talk, actually talk to the game. Yes, you talk. Okay, I'll stop now. To the game through the provided microphone and possibly have some pseudo-intellectual conversations with the seaman that you are raising. Oh my god. <laughs> what is really disturbing that I have noticed about this game it is one of the first people to ask me if I like myself. Oh my <laughs> Five <God>. stars. <laughs> Holy shit. This I remember a lot going on. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my, uh, quote, my, this is from time magazine <clears throat> and it begins. The world is eulogizing the great Leonard Nimoy <laughs> after the actor passed away Friday to be sure the man best known as Spock in various incarnations of Star Trek had a long and varied career. People will remember the ways in which he influenced, moved or made them laugh for weeks to come. To me, Nimoy's greatest performance was in what for most will seem a minor footnote. <laughs> In the late 1990s, he provided voiceover narration for one of the strangest, most wonderful experiences in video games, Seaman. Released for a Sega Dreamcast console, the Japanese game put a virtual pet in the care of players who were charged with feeding, nurturing, and guiding its evolution from sea to land. Uh, You could talk to the creature through a microphone plugged into the Dreamcast controller, and eventually he would begin talking back. It was strange. (laughs) Um, That's, li- that yeah. was that was in Leonard Nimoy's eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. It's I, I I started laughing as you were reading that, not because I thought it was funny that Nimoy died, but because I pulled the exact same one. It's like so. It's such a strange thing. The the title of that one is Nimoy's greatest performance had nothing to do with Star Trek. Yeah. What a bizarre thing to fixate on after in the immediate aftermath of a man's death he, with a body huge body of work. This the person who I mean the person I feel like. All of these people are having this experience because Seaman says, "Do you like yourself?" Right. Yeah. Right, like the right. moment that happens, that the game is implant. That's just impregnates your brain with like, "Hey, somebody cares." <laughs> yeah. There, it might be like a weird, like grassroots, like enlightening uh, right. system. Yeah. Like it might have like you. I wonder if like we track like Japan's GDP and like <laughs> uh, like their happiness quotient or whatever or like. At the time, I wonder if, like, when this game dropped, everyone was doing much better because they were really thinking about if they liked themselves. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I found this, I too found this Time Magazine one just so, like, crazy. Like, I just, because I, I just think, I put myself in the mindset of the time of when Nimoy died, and maybe if you were a fan, you're just, like, looking for stuff to read to process it. And if you clicked on that one, it'd be, like, reading an article of, like, like you know, Nimoy leaves a, a legacy, but let's not forget his... Greatest contribution: directing three men and a baby. <laughs> like, what? what are you talking about? He once did a toilet paper commercial in Germany. <laughs> uh, he was on The Simpsons as a guest voice, but I'm only going to refer to his second appearance. <laughs> 
Um, uh, do you have any more, Heather? I mean, I have so many, but uh, I feel like they echo. They echo what we, you know, yeah. this this one is Seaman uh, is a strange adventure that rewards the patient. Um, uh, there's the, this is a great game overall. Uh, and then my favorite just starts with. This is not a game. This is not a game. This is not a game. Repeat that phrase and you will begin to understand what Seaman is all about. <laughs> Holy shit, that's like brainwashing. That's like, that's like cult shit. I I like myself. This is not a game. I like myself. This is not a game. Uh, hey, I think that means it's time for the question block. All right, let's do it. All right, so uh, this is from at Simpahoot. Uh, on Twitter, this game used the Dreamcast microphone in a way that was fairly groundbreaking for its time on a console. What other console gimmicks do you wish would have caught on and been used more? Any that you hated? I mean, there was a full-blown vibrator that was released for the PlayStation 2. <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, you, it was like a, you, you, you jam the vibrator into your partner and play Rez. Really? Yeah, no, I'm serious. <laughs> it wasn't for, was it really though for fuck purposes? Well, I thought it was just, it was supposed to, you, you didn't have, have it to put it you. in your partner. Yeah. It was called the, <laughs> you could put it in yourself. Fair. It was Trust called me. the trans, it wasn't it called the trans vibrator? It was a trans vibrator, yeah. Yeah, what else is it for? It's called a vibrator. Well, I just, I like the Hitachi ma- magic wand. I thought it was just a personal massager. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it actually had another purpose. And I actually remember at the time, I, this is the first I thought of, of it actually using it for that purpose. Because I'd always heard you're just supposed to sit it next to you. What? Yeah. It's called a vibrator, Nick. Come on, buddy. But this thing does look like a computer mouse from like the Commodore 64 era. This looks like, like a like ham a very, radio uh, talking yeah. <laughs> device. It's very blocky. I'm not sure how comfortable it would be. Yeah. I, I, well, but hey, more power to everybody. Um, I do wish to, to answer this that the the Super NES mouse, like that was yeah. just such a cool idea that they I had was for literally going to say the same thing because it was so funny that that mouse came out and you're like, this is revolutionary. Yeah. And then you just start PC gaming. And right, you're right. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, this is <laughs> like, and we're like, Nintendo, the mouse, that's so cool. Right. And then just, oh, it's perfect. I read an article in Wired like in the mid 2000s about teledildonics. Oh, I've heard about this. Which is where like you you if you're a dude you put like a hole that's in your PC and you fuck the hole in your PC and if your partner's like on a business trip their dildo far away Matt, like, matches. Yeah, I had heard that too. I heard I that. <laughs> <laughs> I, once I got mine made, I was like embarrassed at how small mine was. So I was like, ah, this game's stupid. Throw it out the tip. <laughs> Didn't occupy any RAM. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I wish as, as Zappers would come back. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I would love to get, like, a time crisis set up on my TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They oh, don't yeah. work on mo- modern TVs, which is a problem. The way the, the light gun technology worked, it demanded a CRT. And yeah. I don't know if there's a way to... But, yeah, that, that was... Really, I mean, I guess the, the Wii uh, was the, the closest to... Oh, right, But right. still not a, the same experience. Um, yeah. What else we got, Matt? Okay, so this one's from at Daniel Weimels. Uh uh, where uh, were, were you guys Dreamcast owners, and what was it like coming to terms with Sega's end as a hardware developer? I wasn't just a Dreamcast yes. owner. I got dream, a Dreamcast on launch day. Wow. And I, $9,999, I picked one up, and um, 
I, I I bought four I bought four launch titles. I bought NFL 2K. I think that was the, the first one that was out. And I bought uh, Sonic Adventures, Soul Calibur, which ruled, and um, Ready to Rumble Boxing. And I played the shit out of all of them. I thought the Dreamcast was going to take over the world. I thought it was going to be fucking because it was just so it looks so much better than the PlayStation. Yeah. But then everyone was just waiting for the PlayStation 2, partly because they also wanted to use a DVD player. But yeah, I was super bullish on the Dreamcast, and it was just a I I was not. I was not heartbroken when they ended as a hardware developer. It could because it made sense, but I, but I mean, I was like, you feel a little bit of 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 what's the word I'm looking for? I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was in shock. Oh, you were shocked. Okay, I, I was shocked. I, I like because. This, the system had been so good. Right. Like, all of the Capcom fighting games that were so good on it. Uh, Soul Calibur is so awesome. Fucking yeah. Soul Calibur is amazing. Skies of Arcadia. Yeah. Sonic. Like, every game, it felt like every game that was coming out for the Dreamcast was so good, or maybe just my limited exposure was so good, that, like, I, I felt like... I was going to have the Dreamcast and the PS2, and then I felt like the, the Xbox was the one that ruined the it. The odd man out. Like, once the Xbox came out, I felt like Sega bowed, and then I had a built like a built-in animosity towards Microsoft because of it. Because this, I love, this mm-hmm. is still my Dreamcast. I think we, I think people didn't anticipate, I certainly, like, how huge Halo was going to be. Yeah. And that, that's just basically, they had Halo as a launch title that was like a fucking, everyone wanted to play fucking Halo and Halo 2, and so people yeah. would buy, were buying the system just for that. But, Gabrus, you didn't have a Dreamcast. I didn't have a Dreamcast. My neighbor across the street had a Dreamcast. Was Tennis? A vir- Virtua v- Tennis. Virtua yeah. Tennis. Yeah. Virtua Tennis was great. Virtua Tennis and Soul Calibur and possibly the boxing game. Is that the boxing game where one person was see-through? Yeah. Like your body was like sort of like uh, Matrix, or am I thinking of the arcade? Game? That, that's I, the, that's arcade the arcade punch game. out. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I'm blending that. But Virtua Tennis and Soul Calibur, my neighbors across the street, uh, whose mom was also my pediatrician, complicated relationship. <laughs> um, <laughs> great for jokes about how your mom touched my dick yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but then also your friend's mom knows how small your dick is. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird power dynamic. <laughs> but they had Virtua Tennis and Soul Calibur, and I remember loving that fucking tennis game. Yeah. yeah. Also, the, the, it was it was online, which, like, I don't think the PS2 came out online. No, it, it came it, it came with a, it, it was narrow band online. It came with a modem. Yeah. I think like a 33.6 modem or something like that. And Maybe a 56K modem. The VMU was awesome. Yeah, like, VMU was cool. Like it, it you, underutilized, but cool. But that's cool. the thing in the controller. Yeah, you yeah. can take like the little LCD screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take that out and play a game on its own. Oh fuck yeah! It was so good. It's like um, smaller than an Apple Watch for people who don't know what a Dreamcast is. You take that out and play a game on it. It's like the size of a quarter. Right. Black this and white cool- screen. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, you can play Snake on it. It's like a Nokia. Uh, what else we got, Matt? Okay, so this one's from at what's what's sorrow, but uh, what's sorrow, but uh, what's a robot? What's a robot? Uh, if your head had to be appended to an animal, virtual or otherwise, what animal would it be, and why? God, what a nightmare question! <laughs> I, I know the there's answer. no good. Oh, what's you, your answer? Immediately, yeah, yeah, and I, it might be like I might actually be that already, okay. but it's uh, my head on a seal's body. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I actually have that body. <laughs> Very good in the water. I'm hairless. I'm big bellied. Uh, I like laying on the beach for hours. 
Yeah, you get you brought that bucket of raw fish. With you. <laughs> well, that's why Matt's supposed to feed that to me throughout the episode, so I keep paying attention. <laughs> and then eventually, it crawls out of my stomach and is my son. <laughs> um, I guess I would I would pick something in the ape family. I just because I I like having a humanized humanoid body, and I feel like that would make human tasks easier. Like I want to still be able to use a computer. Uh huh. I want to be. You want to jack off still? I want to jack off. <laughs> I want to be a, a raccoon, like a face on a raccoon, because they got the little hands. Oh but they're yeah, kind of uh-huh. like they could like get around and right. Hell got, yeah, they got like a little wobbly body. I like a little raccoon. Yeah, raccoons are pretty fucking cool animals yeah. when you watch them yeah. for extended periods of time. They're enjoyable. Yeah, they're fun. They're pleasant, you know, and they're also like braver than me. Mm. Like if you see if a ra- if you if I run into oh, a yeah. raccoon in my neighborhood, it's walking at me, and I'm I'm the one. That- I'm more scared. for yeah. sure. Did mm-hmm. you see like going around on uh, social media? There's like the fat raccoon video. No, it's really cute. <laughs> Matt, for fuck's sake, be on top of okay, this. Sorry. All right, open up dog pile search. <laughs> Matt, there was one. more question at the top let's take take one last one that uh, i liked the, uh, the, the, oh. oh here we go from from mr matt j if you eat him are you a cannibal or a pescatarian mm. um i don't because he like it's hard to tell if he's he's clearly got the brain of a man we have problems eating animals that have higher brain function except for pigs like that's the one word that, I, that's I, tasty enough there's but. a little swing back in, a little bit yeah, yeah. yeah people are uh, a little hesitant to eat pork now yeah. because of how smart pigs are. Mm-hmm. People don't like eating dogs, certainly, or cats. They don't like eating horses, dolphins, obviously, that's taboo, whales. So I think, I, I don't think it would be, you'd be a cannibal, but I think you it would be frowned upon. Like, it would have to be, you'd have to go to another country to eat a sea man. Do you think the human face tastes like fish or human? Uh, well, human tastes like fish, so it's confusing. Oh, uh, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is again, what I've heard. <laughs> Seaman, <laughs> what do people taste like? <laughs> I do you like, like yourself? <laughs> I feel like this is just uh, uh, somebody just wanted us to be like, man, if I was to eat semen, yeah. right? Uh, like, maybe. That's what they wanted, <laughs> uh, Mr. Matt J. Is that what you wanted, Matt. you sicko? Get out of here, you every, sicko. Every morning when I wake up and eat semen. <laughs> well, that, you're choosing it to pronounce it that way, though. What? No, because you, you eat multiples. Oh, I got it. You're, uh, eating, you're not eating one. I'm just eating semen all day long. <laughs> if you have a question about how did this God get played, at HDTGPod. That's, there's two P's in there, at HDTGBpod. Send us questions about anything or about the game of the week, and we may field them on the show. John Gabris, thank you so much for enduring Seaman. I was a beautiful afternoon, you know? Smoked a joint, watched Heather play for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) It was a true delight. (laughs) Uh, What would you like to plug at this time? Uh, Check out uh, my podcast, Action Boys. Um, uh, It's behind a paywall, so I'm hoping exclusively wealthy people who are buying vintage Dreamcasts listen to your podcast. You have the disposable income to pick up C-Man. Subscribe to the Action Boys yeah. Patreon. It is, it is legitimately the hardest I laugh at any podcast is listening to you and Ben Rogers and Ryan Stanger on, on the Action oh, Boys. thanks, buddy. You guys break down uh, 80s and 90s action movies, and you're so, so funny doing it. And each episode is like three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> so you're definitely getting your $5 a month. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a positive. But, <laughs> but yeah, check check that out or check out Gabrus on any podcast. And Heather, uh, I guess that's, uh, that's our C-Man episode. Yeah, I guess I'll see you, man. <laughs> I'll see you, man. Oh, boy. Matt, what's I'll next week's game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next week's game is Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
I knew, I knew this day would come. <laughs> I feel like I've been doing this podcast forever. Do you yeah. like yourself? Do you like yourself? Do you like yourself? Are you a big front front lady? <laughs> <laughs> 